Welcome to episode 336 of the Chamber of Chance and Alex podcast. A podcast for three guys just talking about shit. Just kind of hanging out for like an hour and a half every week. Yeah, yeah. It's chilling. It's relaxed, usually. A little bit. Unless somebody gets mad. But Let's that's the good, that's that's the content. That's Unless you want to get in my face about what constitutes a Metroidvania motherfucker. That was a thing, wasn't it? We had that as a thing. So then I started like like intentionally saying things to make you mad. Yeah, and it hurt extra because your president was doing it like <laughs> to the words right and wrong. You cannot. Oh, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was leading indeed. I Le- led you by the nose to torture your friend with falsehoods. I was just doing it for the content, the sweet for the yucks, sweet content. I have a guy at work who I torment now with like just like needling questions about things, and he's like, "I know what you're doing." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I know what I'm doing too," and you keep falling for it. <laughs> what does it feel like I'm doing? What do you think I'm doing? Get out of here! Leave, leave, leave! Sorry, I got a cat. So to business. I think to start off, we have a hardware reveal slash review mm-hmm. that Alex needs to talk about. Indeed, I do. Uh, I, think it's a good I have had a Steam Deck in my hands for about. Almost a week now, and um, nice. yeah. And your buff now, it's so heavy that you've been working your Honestly, hands Honestly, my biceps are in pretty great shape. Um, <laughs> it's it's a heavy, heavy mother, but it, if I'm looking at my graphics card correctly, it is a gaming PC that is smaller than my graphics card. <laughs> it is a pocket PS4. It is the perfect way to replay anything from the PS3 era. It it shines through at 60 FPS with Dead Island and Darksiders 2, but it shrinks some of the rougher, like, muddier textures those consoles had to get away with. And that's a long era. That's a lot of games that are all of a sudden kind of interesting to play again. Like, I intended just to do a little, like, 10-minute tech demo to see how Darksiders 2 ran, and I played it for three hours over the course of a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, first of all, you love Darksiders 2. Love Second it. of all, the Switch version of Darksiders 2 fucking sucks. This, it's slow as shit. Uh, this is buttery smooth, 60 FPS, low shadows, but the screen's so small you don't even notice. It's sumptuous. Okay, now, the, the left stick isn't even a stick, right? It's like a touchpad? It's kind of a touchpad. It has, like, full, like, you know, regular DualShock capabilities, but, like, two extra touchpads within thumb's reach. Hmm. Oh, it does have little sticks. Yeah. Okay, so what's, what are the bottom touchpads for then? The bottom touchpads, they're like for precision aiming or precision, uh, whatchamacallit, like cursor aiming. It's, it gets kind of intuitive. It takes a couple hours to get used to it. And honestly, uh, Inscription's great for that, teaching you how to just use the touchpad and trigger as like move mouse and, mouse and click. Yeah. It feels pretty good after a while. And now I'm like, I've learned how to add Spotify's and non-Steam games, so I'm listening to podcasts, playing through Dead Island again, having a fucking blast. It's. Have you played with actual emulation yet? No, I uh, haven't even. So you're running out of Steam. Stuff. The thought oh. hasn't even crossed my mind. There's so many other games I have to play. I'm gonna go through it's all like the, the Bioshocks. It's not like the Steam library is lacking. No. Oh, fucking Bioshock on the handheld. Fuck. Like. 60 FPS Bioshock and handheld. Now the, the the drawback, and it's a pretty big one. This thing drinks electricity. Like, even at 30 frames, even at like battery saving capabilities, you're looking at maybe two and a half hours of uh, Dark Siders 2. 
on a full battery. Okay, and then have you tried like a first person shooter? I have. It's about that's where you're at for about first person shooters with like 2D with like um, Final Fantasy Nine. You're looking at maybe four. Now, can you just chill on the couch with it plugged in? Oh, absolutely, and it's fine. Oh, okay. but you need like a wall plug. It can't just be like a regular yeah. USB. It's a laptop, um, but it's a very <laughs> it's a very ergonomic laptop. It feels good to hold. I love the little bottom finger buttons. Love them. There's like little, you know, like your their fingers underneath the controller, the grips. There's like four little flippers down there, and it's uh, it makes Torchlight too uh, delightful. And what did you pay for this? I yeah, paid all told. Like I got some accessories. I got a portable battery that can charge it fully twice. Hmm. Uh, that was like forty dollars. I got a uh, five hundred twelve gigabyte micro solid state. That okay. was about 65 So I've got about 800 gigabytes of space for about 620 bucks all told. That's actually not bad. It's really not bad. All, and I waited six months. And it delivered in exactly seven days. Is there still a waiting list on this thing? I mean, do you still have to wait? The, the, the thought is after, after December, you will just be able to order one within a week. I was thinking about... You know the the existence of the Steam Deck and how hyped you are for it. And I was thinking about for a long time, I wanted a successor to the Vita. I wanted that game again. This is that. And then I think, and then I think, what fucking Sony handheld games are you super ex- excited to experience again? Greg Miller would say Pikmin Four, or not Pikmin, um, Patapon. Oh yeah, Patapon Four. Greg Miller would want, but really, like the only thing that came up on the Switch or on the Vita. That I'm glad kind of continued with uh, with the sequel was Gravity Rush. Fucking loved Gravity Rush, and had nothing to do with the platform. Um, if I got a if I got a Vita two, it would probably be a lesser game library, almost definitely, unless you're just like making it backwards compatible with uh, PS4 and PS3 PSN games. That aside, I I don't know. The Steam Deck is probably better. Steam Deck is. I don't say this lightly. I will cherish this piece of shit. Like, I thought I'd have to, like, make up this, like, intricate Desert Island kind of situation. I've got everything that I want on there, on there. And I still have 300 gigabytes to play with. Hmm. Okay, but the screen. Yes. The screen is, like, what, 800p? Um, just about. You're about, you're at 1280 by whatever that is. Yeah, so, like, it's not even... Yeah. Yeah. So the it's not, even, it's not 1920 across. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's I'd, like seven. It's basically 780p. It is, and it's kind of a major drawback with shooters. It can be hard to see who's shooting at you. But yeah. you, you know what? Absolutely fucking rocks is all the Dark Souls and every Dead Space. Fuck. You tried. You tried Dead Space. Um, I don't think I can. Like I'm just I just got around to getting um Epic Games on here. You just said all the Dead Space games run great. I tr- uh, sorry, D- Dead Island ended up running great. Oh, okay. Um if okay. Prey runs great, Prey is recommended that Dead Space is half to. Yeah, Dead Space games are Dead, old. Yeah, now. Dead Space games are older than Prey. Um Yeah, okay, I'd have to add Origin to play Dead Space. I don't want to feel like that. Bullshit. There's, there's no Dead Space on Steam. Oh, I'd have to buy it. You don't have Dead Space for PC. I do. They're on my on Origin. Origin account. Because that's what they oh. were first. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I did get Epic Games up on here to try um, Borderlands 3. Did not work Mother out. Motherfucker. Hmm? So you could be playing Darkest Dungeon 2 on this handheld. Oh, absolutely. You son of a bitch. I can. I, I, that could be my pre-go-to-sleep pre ritual. You know what? New Responsible David doesn't need this awesome handheld. New Responsible David could also be playing uh, Inscription before he goes to bed. Or Darkest no. Dungeon 2. Oh, no, I'd be playing Darkest Dungeon 2, yeah. believe On your couch. <laughs> oh, Griff, Grifflands runs great on here. Uh, I want to try X... X imagine you have... Yeah. I imagine you have Hollow Knight installed. Absolutely. Okay. You should get Guacamelee on there. Uh, yeah, that, they're both on the run, runs great section. So the problem is one Steam Deck 2 coming out. Probably yeah. very soon. I don't care. I love this little sucker <laughs> just the way it is. Well, here's the thing: is like, given where phone, given where phone screens are right now, the fact that this thing's screen is only like 720 is is such a turnoff for me. But if it had a screen that could do like, let's say, 4K, like my phone can, that battery life would be 25 minutes. Yes, it would. You know? <laughs> And like they, there's a, a phones get away. <laughs> if you're Go playing ahead. something like tactical, like super tactical, like and maybe very, very like old school, you can you're like XCOM, like like XCOM, XCOM. You can bring it down to 15 frames per second and get like six hours out of it. Yeah, see, that's my screen. My phone will do 4K as well, and you get used to looking at things that way. Mm. Not that I use my phone for any sort of gaming, but no. well, no, but and if you did. Uh, the battery would drain even worse than this. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this is, a di this is a different beast. Oh, yeah, Remnant was really fun on there, too. I just need to get to the point where it's like Star Trek, where it's really ridiculous how much computing power this, um, you know, opaque slate has. I don't know. There's a lot of fucking games that run great on here. Like, this is a great well, swath I mean, of gaming history just in the palm of your hand. Steam has, like, all the games. It's ridiculous. It is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see in a couple of years if there is a sequel to it. A sequel to, to Steam. The no, the Steam Deck. No, a sequel to the no, platform. To the Steam, to I think the they've Steam already Deck, given yeah. up the ghost on that. Like, or, sorry, the, the, the cat's out of the bag on that, rather. Like, yeah, we're totally making Steam Deck, too. Well, like, man, this one must have sold like gangbusters. It's been in the top three for the last two months. I'm sure it's number one right now. It's on the Ooh. Steam store. Top seller is the Steam Deck, followed by Bone Lab. Oh, I wonder how many of these they've put out in the wild. I don't know. Like uh, how many have they managed to produce? It does get kind of hot, but not too hot. Not like hot to the touch hot, but you know, it'll warm your lap. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be one of my first questions, and I stopped caring when you started talking about you know, like Bioshock on a handheld. 60 FPS. Gorgeous. Um, Motherfucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What does it run? What operating system does it run? I think it, it's Linux. It's, it seems it's Steam OS? No, it's Linux. Okay, it's got to be Linux. Linux. Because it is like, you, okay. this is a desktop mode. It's a miniature PC. Okay, all right. And that's what people are doing with other interesting yeah. things, like running MAME on there and stuff like and that. You'd so be amazed how intuitive the thumbstick trigger gets. I would totally try to put a Switch emulator on there just to play Breath of the Wild. Uh, you totally can. Although I guess I guess Switch is already a handheld with Breath of the Wild on it. Exactly. You you already <laughs> own that hardware. Yeah, but then and then, then I would have also have all these other games on 
on a Steam Deck. It'll probably look a hell of a lot You're better, too. You're not going to get rid of your Switch, though. No, but you want to have it all in one place. And, yeah, apparently uh, Horizon runs great. The first mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's verified. Elden Ring runs great. I think they, they specifically worked on it. I know. I'm sure it worked on Steam Deck. That was a good call. Oh, you're just you're just pleased as I punch, aren't you? I love it. <laughs> and the, the carrying case it comes with is really nice. Hashtag Alex was right. Hashtag Alex is very pleased with this purchase. He rarely is at anything over two hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Your PS 5s over there looking at you like, oh man. Honestly, the PS 5s library is uh, pales in comparison. But well, and pretty soon, yeah. pretty soon, past twenty years of PC gaming, anyone does. In a couple of months, I'll be able to play. Um, oh God, Hollow Knight. Not not Hollow Knight. Knight. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Silk Song. Silk Song. No, 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 no. I'll be able to play. Uh, uh, that roguelite, sci-fi roguelite that was on PS5. Fuck, Returnal. Returnal is going to be on Steam, so I'll be able to play that oh, yeah. on the Steam Deck. Oh man, yeah, that would be hard. Yes, it would. But extra buttons. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's really about the aiming. Well, I mean, I, but the aiming was actually fairly easy, come to think of it. Uh, the yeah. aiming with the precision of a mouse. Yeah. But in your thumb. Yeah, right? but it has a really nice little, like, it clicks like a trackball every time you move it, even slightly. It, it's hard to describe how it feels. It's really tactile. It feels great. Okay. okay. Like, I don't know if there's an actual trackball in there or it's trying to simulate it with little vibrations, but I love it. Got a little little feedback in there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But only on the one. Hmm. I think it might be I feel a, like so far you would recommend this product. Uh, to anyone and everyone that's even remotely curious. Well, I am remotely Does curious. a portable PS4 strike your fancy? Fuck you, you know it does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that can emulate the last 30 years of gaming history effectively. Yeah, but that battery life. Battery life. Blows, but with my backup battery, I can stretch that to about six hours. I like to, yeah, but see, I don't want to fuck with the backup battery either. Either that sounds inconvenient for me. I just want, I'll wait, I'll wait for the next gen version of it. Here's my thing: just plug, like, get it in a nice, comfy position on a couch, lean back. It's a, it's a five foot cord. Yeah, this was how I used my switch for like yeah. the first year and a half. But you can carry the switch for a while. It's true. Yeah, the switch is a lot lighter. It's really nice. If light. you drop the switch, it'll probably be okay. Uh, this has it some pretty cheap rubber uh, grips. Uh, hmm. uh, but um, I've never dropped my controller. I would never do such a careless thing. Yeah, but, <sighs> terrible thing. But, but man, if you're stuck in a, a doctor's office for two and a half hours, like, oh my god. Yeah. This save your fucking life. Well, I, I got a, I got a lot of shows off like Disney Plus and Netflix downloaded. So. I got a lot of stand up I can listen to. So, resounding endorsement. Resounding endorsement. 9.5 out of 10. Woo! And that only take off because it doesn't, it didn't run, and it's only two or three games that disappointed me. You can't really, you can't play Civilization with the touchpad. You just can't do it. Really? I Maybe I'll get you so, so used to it, I'll get to it, but like, I don't think that screen's big enough for it. Oh, it's just too small mm-hmm. to see the detail? There's a lot of spreadsheets you gotta so, look at. Really? Oh, oh that sucks. Yeah. That's a bitter pill, but oh, oh, I love Darksiders too. 
And it's nice to be reminded. <laughs> Dead Island in its simplicity is effective and fun. Yeah, I want to. I want every now and then I think about going back and trying it, but just I see like a screenshot and I'm like, no. Look, you shrink it down, and all of a sudden you're having a better time than I did with uh, Dying Light Two. Dying Light Two. Now let's let's none not of us finished Dying Light Two. Let's not relitigate Dying Light Two. <laughs> oh, so bored. I was very excited for Dying Light Two. I know you were. So was I. <laughs> it's okay. There are people who are happy with Dying Light Two. Anyway, they're wel- they're, they're, wel- they're welcome to it. I have been playing some really difficult games. Mm. Ooh. Um, the the patch for No Place for Bravery uh, actually works, and I'm able to play it. Excellent. Um, but I but you know how like they sent us back to the office. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've been sick as shit. Ah. And I've been sick to the point where like I don't have the energy to sit there with a controller in my hand for like most of the last week. So I didn't really touch No Place for Bravery because it's actually fairly challenging. The combat is is pretty solid. Um, it's just also quite simple. But there's it requires more... requires focus that you don't it, have right now. It does require focus that I don't have right now. And then fucking Tunic came out. Oh, yeah. Tunic came out on the same day as Moonscars. Um, you might want to... Take a rain check on Moonscarf. I looked up the Metacritic for Moonscarf before I bought Tunic, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll just go with Tunic." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to it in a second. I have a few things to say about Moonscarf. Oh, good. Hey, do you remember remember Dust Force? Yeah. Yes. Okay, remember how that soundtrack from Dust Force and how amazing it was? Yes, I do. Uh, he's only scored like a, another game, and that's Tunic, oh, which is um, really sad to me. The. I don't know. Sometimes I find the music in Tunic a little off-putting. Yeah. Like it's a little... I don't know. There's something... I don't know. There's something that bothers me about the music that I can't put my finger on. But the design of the game and the design of the levels in Tunic is fucking wicked. Oh. It it really, really is. Uh, it dumps you on a beach like Link's Awakening. And the world is very much seen through this isometric view, but everything is kind of cute and cartoony and usually very bouncy polygons. Um, you're this little expressionless fox dude in a tunic. And uh, and you have nothing in your hand. So you walk up the beach and there's a cave. You go into the cave, you find a stick. And that's your weapon until you find a sword. And finding the sword is like the first, um, uh, the first dungeon in a Zelda game. And through all of this, you're seeing text prompts and shit that pop up in a language that, as far as I know, doesn't exist. <laughs> And then you'll find pieces of a manual that you, like pages that you can turn over within the game world and it looks like a physical piece of paper that uh, a a manual artist for Nintendo made in 1995. It looks like you're reading the Japanese um, manual for an an SNES game you bought. It's fucking incredible. So there's a bunch of words that you don't understand and words like hit points. And a bunch of symbols and a word that you might understand in there. It's it really is trying to recall that feeling, uh, and it does a great job of it. The only thing that I think would turn people off tunic, uh, the combat is really is really simple but satisfying. Like you lock up to a guy, you go whack whack whack, and if you hit the first swing on him, he he doesn't get stunned, but his time slows a little bit. 
So you can very likely finish your full string before he would hit you, but if he's too late into his string, he will still continue it and could hit you out of your string. Um, but for the most part, it is like you lock onto a guy, bap, 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 you're done, you roll out of the way, your roll has a couple invincibility frames on it, uh, eventually you get a shield. There's this weird parry animation with the shield where if you tap it, he brings it in, holds it there for a second, and then swings for a parry. So it's really hard to get the parry down, like his timing is super slow on his parry. And enemies are tough as shit. I, like, yeah, I remember that from the demo, that damage is, is rough. Damage is high. Um, mm -hmm. um, I, I keep on kind of going into areas that I think I should be going in this direction now and just like noping the fuck out of there. Like I have no idea what tools it thinks I have that I should be able to access this area yet. Maybe that's the lesson here that I shouldn't be going that way yet. Um, <laughs> but... And that's where it kind of becomes rough for me because often the walk back to what you were just exploring is quite a walk. And you have to deal with a bunch of little fights that, this is where it kind of gets a little Dark Soulsy. fights that you have to execute perfectly if you don't want to take significant damage. Those are always fun. Um, but you you memorize them to the point that they are perfectly, just like in a Souls game. So uh, you, like you've done this perfectly the last 13 times, but this time... The little fucker got you, and now you're half health, and now you have to use one of your healing pots, and you've only got two so far. Eventually you get a bunch. So Tunic is rough, but the level design of Tunic is fucking magical. Like, it's really amazing when you go, like, a third of the way across the map, you're so far away from where you began, and then you find what, um, what appears to be just a... Um, or you find, like, a temple, and you go into the temple, and you complete, like, just a... Um, just kind of walking behind the scenery of the world and then you pop up at the safe spot and you realize there had been a shortcut right next to that safe spot for the last three hours that you'd never seen because <laughs> you just never walked in that in that particular direction across the bridge like it's it's amazing there's a lot of like oh my god um, it's incredible that this was here moments in Tunic I'm actually quite enjoying it but then after playing it and going back to No Place for Bravery a little bit today, I'm enjoying No Place for Bravery's combat a little bit more. It's a little more interesting, a little more understandable than what goes on in Tunic sometimes. Sometimes Tunic just kicks the fuck out of you and you don't understand what you were supposed to do. And that doesn't really happen in No Place for Bravery. In no Place for Bravery, this was bullshit, but I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the bullshit. Smells like bullshit, but at least I know it's there. Yes. We've got one other difficult game to discuss, but let's move on. Mm -hmm. Chamberlain? Um, I had fully intended after finishing Soul Hackers 2 to start Solstice, which is that kind of linear oh. action game. And I, I literally, I installed it, and while it was installing, I looked, and Proteus came out of Proteus. early access and is now on Game Pass. I was looking at Proteus. So, in the last year or so, there have been oh, yeah, four to good. my account. Hmm? You said that was good. This was good. It is. You know, 100% is. I mean, I'm kind of putting, I'm going to tell the story, put, put this in its place, and it's what's, what's happening with it here. In the last last year or so, there have been four retro shooters that have come out. Can you got, You had Ion Fury, which was basically Duke Nukem 3D again. Okay. You had Dusk, which was pretty much Quake, Quake. 2. Yeah. You had Project Warlock, which was a kind of Hexen kind of a thing. And Proteus is 100% Doom. It has the weapons of Doom. It has the enemies of Doom. Everything in Doom has its, you know, counterpoint in Proteus. 
but better because <laughs> you've got 20 years of development behind it. So now you understand that, yes, this shotgun is cool, but let's make the alt fire. You hold it in, it decreases the spread and gets you a more distance and more damage Ooh. for one shell. Then you have the super shotgun, which is four barrels because fuck you, I want you to die right now instead of two. That's kind of what it's added on there. Each of the weapons has a better alt fire. The, the plasma gun, alt fire hits an enemy with a tag, now you can shoot around corners. Mm-hmm. It just kind of goes around and gets them, right? It, it's, it just, it, it feels like they, these are people who played Doom and Doom 2 forever, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to make my own. We're going to have the same enemies and same weapons, but it's going to be better. It's violence level. It's, are you familiar with, with um, Brutal Doom, the mod? Uh, not really. So I'm Brutal Doom with Ludacris took... Gibbs. Yeah, basically. So in, in, in Proteus, if you shoot somebody up close with a shotgun and they die, they blow into pieces, but then parts of them will stick to the walls and drip down. <laughs> and if you walk through, it ends up on your gun. It's, <laughs> it, it's cool. But it, it also, this is all running at a very low resolution, looking like the old stuff. Now, the, the, it looks, the, no, it looks better than the original. Game. It I, better. It, it 100% I, it, does. It, it was clearly demade in a tasteful way. Yes, yeah. yes. They took the enemies and the weapons were originally 3D models that they turned into sprites. Yeah. And if what's cool is if you play it the way they want you to, it is 60 frames, no matter what is happening. You can go in and change stuff like I want to run this at 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 a higher resolution. I want to run this with the actual 3D models. I want to run this with this, and it still runs. It doesn't run as well, but it runs. So it lets you kind of play with it. It should be played low res sprites. Ten out of ten. Just that's it's just it's. It's just satisfying. Listening to this way. while watching gameplay for this game, it's it is pretty doomy. So satisfying. It's very doomy. Now they did add some stuff beyond doom. You've got in each level, you've got little hidden like bars of gold or whatever the fuck. I don't know what they are, and you use those to unlock improvements in the store. So one of them was the four barrel shotgun. The plasma gun is actually unlocked. You got to buy it. But after that, you've got a double jump and then a dash, and there's other stuff I haven't unlocked yet. So there's there's reason to go back to these levels to explore them better, to find all the money in them, to buy the better weapons or better upgrades. It also has a very forgiving checkpoint method, hmm. where if you die in the beginning of the level before you find the first checkpoint, yeah, screwed you, start the level over again. If you get to that respawn and you die... You restarted the respawn, and it's like nothing happened. Like, you could be in the middle of a battle, die, and it respawns, and you go right back to the battle you left off on, which is very forgiving. So, like, like all the enemies you killed up to that battle remain dead? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Hmm. And it lets you do that up until the final battle. Oh. At which point, it takes that away, and you have to do a very difficult, like, prolonged arena battle against waves of enemies that took me, like, 45 minutes to get to. Ouch. It It was hard. It was hard, um, but it's it is wonderful nostalgia of those of the four of, of between Dusk and Ion Fury and and Project Warlock and this this is easily the best of the four, easily runs great on a controller, and it's just it's just satisfying. You shoot things, and they, they blow, blow up, up into pieces, and you are satisfied. One gigabyte big. You make a good the sale, level sir. design is is you know all the old Doom ones like you got to find a key and now you get lost and this the levels flow very nicely so yeah sometimes there are key hunts but then when you get the key something opens up 
and it allows you to take a different path back so you're not just retreading stuff. So, I mean, it's it's just a really good throwback. A lot of fun. Good, pretty good metal soundtrack too. Not as good as Doom 2016. That probably is one of the better metal soundtracks of any game ever. Ever, but Easily. pretty good. Pretty good. No, I listen to so, B- yeah, BF- I, I, BFG Room pretty much every. Th- oh, BFG six, Division. BFG Division, like six times a year. Uh, I'll, if I'm driving somewhere and I'm in the right move, I'll just put it out of the car. No, if I'm driving somewhere and I need to wake up. Yeah, BFG that's Division. a good one. Yeah. yeah. So. Then I meant to go back and play Solstice, but then I saw that Moonscars came out. Okay. I downloaded that. And upon first blush, it feels like you're zoomed way too far out. Like okay. your guy is small. Yeah. And the enemies are small. And that's a stylistic choice, but it makes it hard to read animations. The combat is both simple and kind of frustrating and lacking. So it's... I don't know. I... I was trying to not fall into the same trap I did with Hollow Knight where it's hard in the beginning and I put it down. But it doesn't... The way Proteus was satisfying, this is not satisfying. The parry window was very small. The dodge doesn't feel very good. Dying, you lose everything and you have to go and find your corpse. Thing. So it's very Souls-like in that way. It's just every... I mean, I only put it for like 15 minutes because I was kind of getting like, eh, with it. Every moment I'm like, well, this is just... A worse blasphemous. So I don't know. I mean, reviews on that one are not high. It's like it's 70, 70 ish on Metacritic. That feels a little high almost. I'll try it again. Yeah, but there's only like four reviews last I checked. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll, I'll try it again later. But it did not it did not ingratiate itself to me very well. It was not a very good first impression. Well, and, 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 and worth keeping in mind, you hate all souls likes. Well, I I do, but. I mean, at, at, at its core, that's what Hollow Knight kind of is, and I came back to that. It took several tries, and I came back to it, which is why I'll probably come back to this one. Yeah, but Hollow Knight was mean, one of the greatest games of all time, and we repeatedly bugged you to do that I for know, years. I know, and <laughs> it took it, did, it literally took years. Yeah. The, I mean, by the strictest definition, Blasphemous was a Souls-like. You got all the way but through it also that. wasn't very hard. I finished Blasphemous because Blasphemous, Blasphemous was not Blasphemous felt more like just a Metroidvania than a Yeah, I mean, the, the death penalty was a little... I mean, even then, you just, just don't die and you're fine. And Blasphemous really never got that hard. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, so I'm then I meant to play Solstice. Play this and I'm like, yeah, no, I want to. I still want to check out Moonscars, I think. Yeah, we, we, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll come back to it. But then, yeah, then I meant to play Solstice, but I accidentally bought Trombone Champ. <laughs> for Xbox? No, for PC. Okay. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know, Trombone Champ is Guitar Hero or Rock Band, but you're playing a trombone. Is this game like out or is it early access? No, it's out. It's out. It's out. There's not much to it. There isn't. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. But the, the one difference is when you're, you're playing Rock Band, you're just hitting the notes in time, right? And it's playing the song back at you. In, in Trombone Champ, if you are off high or low when you hit the button to play the trombone to toot, that's the note you toot. So if you're 25% sharp and you toot, that's the note you get. And then you're like scrolling up and down trying to line up where the note should be on the bar. And you're doing so this with a mouse, I imagine? or Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, I did it on touchpad, which is the long way to do it. I need, I need to dig up one of my mice and actually do it right. But it's, yeah, there's not much to it, but it is hilarious and just silly. 
and it's got good, good trombone game. songs. It is. I, I pulled it out at work because I'm like, here, look at this. And they, it was you know, laughs were had because it's just so silly. Then stuff happens in the background with stuff. Like stuff jumps out of the background. There's one song that's just called Baboons and then there's Baboons coming out of the background. It's it's very silly. I did finally play Solstice. Yay. Okay. And it's good in a throwback way. Solstice is very Devil May Cry 1. Yeah. With fixed camera angles and kind of stilted combat. That's not good. Okay, well, that, if it's stilted combat, it's not like Devil May Cry. No, but Devil May Cry 1 compared to Devil May Cry 3? Think way back to DMC. It was no, pretty I stilted. Remember one. one. No, no, 2 was. 2 was stilted. Well, we don't talk about 2. 2 never yeah, happened. I don't know what you're talking game. about. It went from 1 to 3. Yeah. But you, if you compare 1 to 3, 1 is not as fluid. It's not as smooth as True. 3. And that's kind of where this is. You do have different weapons. You've got your main weapon and a sub-weapon, and you can choose different sub-weapons. It's Solstice's it's, it's hook is that you are, your character is two characters. You have, the, you have the player character, and you have her dead sister, who is the little blue ghost hanging around you all the time. And you are bound together. You don't, it hasn't been explained yet, but you are a chimera. You are now one being, and she can help you in combat. And she is your shield-slash-counter-slash-counter-attack. So you will get a prompt over an enemy to say B. You hit B at the right time, and she will block the attack or stun the enemy or attack the enemy. So you have you can run around doing the attacks, and she handles all of the defense. Okay. Which means it can get pretty like hectic on screen, and you end up just looking for B prompts to make sure you don't get your ass kicked. So I, I'm not going to call the combat Devil May Cry 3 good, but I'm going to call it good enough for what it's trying to do. Visually, it's, it's interesting. It's running on Unreal, and so it's got that same bizarre thing where a new scene pops up and the textures don't load in right away, which I don't understand why they haven't solved yet. I don't think it looks very good. This looks like... This game doesn't look as good as Darksiders 1 to me. Um, this game looks decidedly last gen, but it's got a PS3 great kind of gen. brooding atmosphere. That's better than PS3. It's running 4K. Yeah, but I'm just talking um, about like the art style, the, like how, how the... How the polygons of the environment are laid out, like it doesn't look like it doesn't even look like a solid PS4 game to me. It's I don't know. I I was in the mood for something fairly linear with a you know skill tree to run through, and this is what that is. I they, do like a skill tree. With the the interesting part is you've with your character with the the, the melee character. Your skill tree is very limited. Each weapon you get, you kind of just choose what you want up to the weapons, and, and you earn enough to max those things out. The defense character, your sister, has three different trees. She's got, she's, it's got her attacks, defense, and then fields for like her like healing and stuff like that. Hmm. And it's all refundable. Oh. So you can spend money so on something and go, nope, respect. that sucks. Pull it all back, get all your crystals back, and put, it, put your tree off in a different direction. Hmm. Which oh, is very nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've already done it once. I was like trying to do offense. I'm like, no, nah, you know what? I pulled all the points out of offense. I put them all into the defense just for counters. Because it felt a little more natural to kind of do the attacking and then she does the defense. So it's it's going to end up being like a 6 or 7 out of 10. It's not great, but it's fun enough. It's not, See, like, look, especially now when attention. the last decent game I can think of came out in March, that is enough. It is, and it's a, it's a good palate cleanser after spending 50 hours on a JRPG. I'm going to mash buttons for a little while. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's going to be fun. Looking at this, if I wanted to play a game like this, I'd play Darksiders 2 again. Uh, it's way more linear than Darksiders. This is pretty much... You've got... The levels are decent size, but it's one path. Yet another way it's, why it's, Darksiders it's 2 is one. better. It's a different kind of game. Darksiders 2 is almost a Zelda-ish. It's a Metroidvania. <laughs> um, Wait, is but, this actually a Metroidvania? No, Solstice? No, Solstice oh, okay. is very linear. 100% linear. It's it's a linear point A, point B, kill all the stuff, listen to the drama, move on. Uh, well, last week, Alex had essentially convinced me to go check out uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah. So, so I did. That was a lot of story. Yes, it is. It's a lot of story. <laughs> it's a lot. That was a lot of story to get through, and then there was like a fight and a half, um, and then there was just so much more story. Yes, a lot of story. And yeah, I was like, I'm, t- I was like, I'm too sick for this, so I, I, I uninstalled it. I'm sorry, Alex. Yeah, I, I get I tried. it. I don't blame you. Well, yeah, I think I think I needed to be I need to be in the mood for it. Maybe I'll never get in the mood for that game, but <laughs> again, <laughs> I definitely wasn't in the mood. I understand. Game. I really. I, uh, I tried a new character in Elden Ring for a little bit. What's that? Uh, just, just a giant sword character again, but only one this time. Only You're one. Absolute giant favorite sword. though. Oh, handicapping yourself. I know it's a big departure for me, but <laughs> but no, I got bored of that after a while. And uh, there's been a there's been a big update to the Darkest Dungeon Two Experimental. Hmm. And it basically. Um, it keeps every every bit of content that was in the previous game it keeps, but it kind of strips away anything that you pick up as you progress through the world. Uh, like, you know, like you, you pick up a health item, you pick up trinkets to equip to your heroes, you pick up shit to eat at the inn, better shit to eat at the inn than a pile of slop, for example. It takes all that away. That is no longer in the loot pool. Your, your stagecoach has two um, equipment slots that you can equip stuff on. You have to unlock the other two slots on the stagecoach if you want to. Yeah, you have to unlock the ability for stale bread to drop instead of moldy slop. Ugh. No, yeah, no. On the one hand, ugh. On the other hand, what they've done is they've added progression to Darkest Dungeon Two. <laughs> they've they've given my Darkest Dungeon Two an XP bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, so now um, what you do is you play through it and certain areas will have, uh, or certain destinations on the little map that you travel through will have a little candle on them. And if you visit that destination, you get a candle. It's like a it's like a candle of hope or something, I think it's called. And if you make it to the next inn, if you finish that region of the game, you make it to the inn, you can choose to quit. And then you'll go home with all the candles that you've acquired. And then you start a new run, and and before you leave the valley, you can spend all the candles you've run on all this shit like the Hamlet, basically, from Darkest Dungeon 1. It's not as cool as the Hamlet at all, but it's a bunch of of XP bars. It's like probably, it feels like about 25 different XP bars. And this one is the one that, first of all, unlocks the Jester. And then if you continue down that, it unlocks a good trinket for the Jester. And if you continue down that, it unlocks this and that and that for the Jester. Uh, there's this other one that just unlocks uh, various uh, combat items that can be dropped. A different one unlocks various in items for, for use uh, at the in-between areas. There's one that unlocks uh, trinkets for your heroes. One that unlocks um, I don't know, all kinds of shit. There's all 
kinds of shit, and it has reinvigorated my interest in the game. <laughs> so you said it was experimental. Does that mean you can still play it the old way, or is this what Darkest Dungeon Two is now? now this is what Dark in, this is what Darkest Dungeon Two was going to be. Um, okay. The only reason to play it the old way is because I want to not experience the new shit in here, which I do. That's why I'm playing it. Like I want to see the new shit. I want to. I, I don't think I'm going to take a um, uh, what is it called a bounty hunter with me uh, because he can't develop relationships with the other heroes, and relationships are key in Darkest Dungeon. Um, hmm. I'm starting my current run, and I'm, I'm kind of uneasy for like the first half of it because my jester is basically disagreeing with everything that anyone else wants to do ever. You're f- that's that's helpful. So, <laughs> thanks, guy. Yeah. So, you, so like you you come up to like the the huddled masses or whatever they're called. And everyone else is like, we should help these people. And the, the, the highwayman is like, we should definitely help these people. The plague doctor goes, I want to help these people. And the jester is like, let's rob them. <laughs> so no, so if you pick what the jester wants, everyone else dislikes the jester. If you pick what someone else wants, the jester is going to dislike that one person and everyone else will be happy. So I was really worried that uh, my jester was just going to get in negative relationships with other the other characters. But the other characters were just so affable. And we're saying nice things to each other all the time that the, the unit turned into this wonderful group of positivity. And we just coasted through the first area so well. It was so nice. And then I made the wrong choice and went to the wrong fight. And now this run is all but doomed. Mm. And that was like 10 minutes before the podcast started. I'm like, shit, I can't Check. finish this fight. I gotta go. No. Um, it's really fucking hard again. It's really fucking hard. Um but I don't mind it. I'm enjoying the grind because I enjoy the act of... I, I just enjoy the act of these fights. It's it's really, really enjoyable to me. The decisions I'm making are fun. Um, and there's always this pursuit of, you know, like maybe I'm going to unlock a thing that will, um, you know, give my, give my Plague Doctor plus 10 death blow resist. So you just can't get a killing blow on him. That'd be awesome. But... I also think that the whole game may have been tuned harder so that the shit that you unlock doesn't just completely break the game. Because mm. um, it is really fucking hard right now. But I'm also enjoying that. I don't know why. Mm. I guess because in Darkest Dungeon, when you fail, it's like, that's Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> you were never going to win. <laughs> that's life. It's an allegory. Uh, Blonde has been available on Netflix for two days, and I haven't seen it, Alex, have you? I don't really. I've heard enough about it. <laughs> That's the thing. I've heard so much negative shit about the movie. It's kind of made me not want to see it. And I love Anna Darmus. And that's apparently not the problem. It's just a like her. There's a scene where her fetus that she aborts uh, pleads for its life. Apparently, it's a CGI oh fetus. What? Yep. Ooh. Yep. Kind of want to watch that now. Yeah. That doesn't sound. No, I'm not saying good. it sounds pleasant. I'm just saying like that sounds like fucking crazy. Yes, it does. And yeah. And if someone brings it up, I want to be able to say, "Whoa, whoa did you actually see it? That fetus was surprisingly well spoken." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that fetus um, from uh, PT in the sink. Just had a real deep voice and was talking about life. <laughs> last week, uh, I suggested you guys watch the trailer for Lou for Netflix with Alice Jenny as like right. a, an action hero yes did anyone watch Lou it, yeah um, not yet uh, no uh, listener I endorse Lou I totally endorse Lou 
Um, it is Alice and Janney and uh, Journey Smollett are, are basically two-handing most of the movie. Um, there's eventually like an antagonist who becomes very prominent in the second half of the movie, and he's and that's a solid actor as well. But um, two-thirds of the way through Lou, I was like, you know what? This is a really pretty well-done action thriller that's really about something. It's really about uh, generational trauma. Uh, it's really about generational violence and how it's passed down. Uh, and I really liked it. I really liked how it executed it. I really liked how it talked about it. And particularly how the character Lou deals with it. Um, and the way that she stops herself from reaching out, for, out to people for fear of what she's passing on. Because she's really a kind of aware and afraid of how dangerous she is. And she's aware of what that can do. Um, by the end of Lou, by the time I had finished that final third, I was reminded of the final fight in Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm. I was reminded of the fight against the boss in the, um, in the Field of Flowers. It was really, really well done. And I was prepared to give Lou two thumbs way up. Check out Lou on Netflix. Alice and Janney, excellent action thriller. I endorse Lou. Hmm. Love is born in the battlefield. Love Lou. That means time for headlines. Headlines. Uh, I did. Wait. I did attempt to watch something. <gasps> What's that? Was it was it cyberpunk? Last, it was actually because okay. last night I was playing Solstice and I arrived at beer number two mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I can't play Solstice anymore because I was drinking double IPAs. Let's just watch something. So I probably put on. Uh, I put on Cyberpunk, and I got through three episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, they're half an hour each, and I wasn't drunk yet. Um, I don't like worth. it. I don't like it. I don't know. I love it, and I like, and I love Studio Trigger as a rule. See, the, the, I got two the, I episodes mean, in. I don't like it because it just felt, and it, it may be because I was slightly inebriated, but it felt really jumpy. Just visually and plot-wise, it felt like I was all over the place. Wow, it's definitely very energetic. And like yeah. intentionally visually jarring in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, I, I got to the episode three when, when the, the, the questionable character shows up and, oh yeah. I didn't get to her. I didn't get that well, far. She's, she, she, she shows up because, let's see, in, in the first episode, all the bad stuff happens. Yeah. And in the second episode, he kind of falls in with a girl on the train. Well, maybe the I third episode, the third episode, he falls in with her crew. Because that that impl- mild spoilers here for the first three episodes of of, of this, um, he gets that spinal implant, and it turns out his mom was supposed to sell it to this crew, and they're like, "Well, we're going to tear it out of your back," and he's like, "Give me a chance to work for you." So he gives he, they work for him briefly, and uh, episode three is his first basically mission with them. Actually, I saw it. <laughs> You did? Yeah, I did. I, I just checked yeah. Netflix and it was like, "Yep, yeah, you watched this whole thing." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I don't. It's frenetic, which I, just, I know is the point, but I don't know if I can take that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't mind that. I I love the the energy of of Studio Trigger, and it's definitely that. It's like really, this is really flashy in your face. An anime that plays in the background, broadcast on a on a high rise in a live action yeah. movie, as two live action people fight out in the foreground. <laughs> like this, yeah, this is it's... big. This is ridiculous, um, and I love that aspect of it, um, the the spectacle of it. 
but I just didn't give too much of a shit about David. And David is an incredibly sympathetic character. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> but I don't care about him for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I do think it's interesting that, like, in, in three episodes in, he's like, I decide I trust this person, and she immediately betrays him. Yes. So it's... <laughs> and then he's like, well, I guess I'm I'm part of her gang now. It's like, really? Yeah, you could have, like, you, you could have just... this yeah, fancy you, thing on your back and left immediately and no one, no one would have just sand right out the room and no one would have known yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know I don't know I don't think I'll go back for more of it it was kind of on a whim I'm like oh yeah. let's, here it is let's, let's watch this for a little while but yeah I think I'm good watching it just kind of made me want to play cyberpunk a little bit again and you and four million more people yeah, who bought it apparently but, but that was the only reason I watched those first three episodes was just to kind of like like make me want it again and then it did and I tried Cyberpunk, and I was like, ah, right. <laughs> I've already played this in, right into the ground. Right. Now it's time for headlines. Headlines. In entertainment news, Coolio died this week. He was 59. Do we know what of? Has it been released? Uh, I checked last night, but... Uh, they haven't said? No. Not that it's really any of our business, but I'm just yeah. curious. You know, relatively young, but you know, these days it could have just been COVID. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And I was thinking about how um, Gangster's Paradise was, was at the time really considered like one of rap's first crossover hits into mainstream success. It really, really was. And then I thought about the movie that it was attached to. where Dangerous Minds. <laughs> where, where white uh, Michelle Pfeiffer goes into this rough and tumble black neighborhood and saves these uh, young black yeah. lives by teaching them. And one of these things has aged well. Yeah, one, one, of, one of these things has <laughs> aged well. It was not the movie that uh, Gangsta's Paradise was attached to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Coolio definitely made an impact on, uh, on American culture. And uh, raise a glass to you, Coolio. Hmm. That'd be pouring a 40 on the curb, probably, to be thematically correct. Amazon has deleted purchases of Final Space from people's purchased library via their Amazon Prime store. So if you bought it digitally, you can no longer stream it. Thanks, Warner Brothers Discovery. Wow. That's a, that's a fun story we're about to talk about soon. Yeah, the uh, the guy who ran the show tweeted mm-hmm. out that like, he mm-hmm. wasn't told that. But yeah, Final Space is now written off and can never be purchased or watched again. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is now the subject of a class action lawsuit alleging the company cooked its HBO subscriber numbers to the tune of about $10 million. In addition to misleading investors in other ways, this company just really keeps on fucking up. Uh, isn't, it the, isn't it the shareholders who are actually suing? Isn't it? Yes. I so. like, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, the people who are running that company, like the Discovery guys are just fucking creative idiots. <laughs> you guys should not be running a media company like this anyway. Uh, Netflix's That 90s Show will have Mia Kunis and Ashton Kutcher back as Jackie and Kelso, Topher Grace and Laura Prepon return as Eric and Donna, and Kerwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupper back as Red and Kitty. Leaving only the... Wilmer Valderrama. Is missing. Yep. Also, um, no, also hide, because that guy rapes. Apparently. Yes. Oh, that's right. Alleg- allegedly. Allegedly by many people. So I'm not... Yeah, I, I'm not interested in like running out and one watching this. Nah. But I'll definitely that 70s show. That 70s show, I didn't watch, but every time I flipped across it, and it was based in you know my neighborhood, basically, I'm oh. like, ah, oh, that's Green Bay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That 70s show was based in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. 
which is two hours north of Milwaukee. So, and it was unnervingly accurate down to like accents and like stores. And I mean, it was like somebody either lived there or did a hell of a lot of research. We watched that 70s show in my household, man. I'm curious if if that 90s show is still going to be in Green Bay or if they're going to do something else with Uh, it. (laughs) I get the impression that it's going to be those like same two houses again. And uh, and Laura and and Donna and uh, Donna and Eric will will be in one, and Kelso and uh, uh, Jackie will be in the other. I actually had to verify that Kerwood Smith was alive. I thought I he died. I, I, I thought so too. Like basically, almost everyone connected to RoboCop is dead now. Well, anyway. uh, Hugh Jackman will return as Wolverine in Deadpool three, coming September sixth, twenty twenty three. Um, I rewatched yeah. Deadpool two this week. I'm hyped for that. It, that was a great teaser. It was. Uh, hey, hey Hugh, has... you you want to be you want to be Wolverine again? Yeah, yeah sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it. But the thing is, they've been doing shit together for years. Like, don't they own a gin company together? I think so. Yeah. I think they own Aviation Gin together. Anyway. I think they do. Uh, yeah, sure. Right. Kevin Feige, or however you pronounce that. Has, has teased the return of a li- Jesus Christ. Skipping over that headline. <laughs> what? Elizabeth Olsen might might be coming back as Scarlet Witch, apparently. Well, yeah, oh. I didn't see her die. Duh. Okay, but when I brought this up repeatedly, you didn't say that. No one said that. It looks like she died. In Doctor Strange. Yeah. She sacrificed herself. A mountain fell on her. <laughs> No, a literal mountain falls on her at the end of Doctor no, Strange. I've seen that part. I found it on YouTube. Yeah, and if you know if that happened to Hulk, we would anticipate that Hulk's going to get up. But, but canonically, Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel universe. Yes, but to drop a building on yourself implies that you're okay. looking to kill yourself. And if Scarlet Witch is going to survive an event like that, it's going to be because she like uses her witch powers to give herself a magic shield or something, right? And if yeah. you're doing that intentionally, you're not going to cast the shield unless, like, the the Scarlet Force does it instinctually and you can't control it. Like, I don't know why we're, I don't know why I'm defending this. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that'll be nice to see. I'd love to fucking see Elizabeth Olsen back as that character. Uh, Wakanda Forever reportedly has a run time of two hours and 41 minutes. God. I know, I'm getting, I'm getting more worried about that. I, does any movie really need to be more than two hours long? I don't know. I really don't know. Okay, well, I think there are some that do. Um, and yeah, there can be great movies that just clip along for a runtime like that. But not many comic book movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worried. Uh, and so this tweet this week, Andor is my favorite Star Wars because I've been having a hard time sleeping lately and it just zaps me to sleep. <laughs> I forgot that was coming out, honestly. It was last week. It came out. Alex, have you watched it? I've. Uh, no, no, I haven't. I, I watched <laughs> the first three episodes, and it took till the end of the third episode for something interesting to happen. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Yeah, like. And I don't mean interesting in, like, the, you know, like, Boba Fett shows up or something like that. Like, just like the plot finally turns <laughs> to, oh, to something else. It's like we've been watching the same scene play out for the, for the for the previous three episodes we're like i understand what's going on i understand what the stakes are can we get to the next thing no it's it it's a three-hour movie or something 
Illumination Animation Studio, the Minion folks, have hired Mike Moon to oversee a new label for adult targeting animation. Mike Moon recently left Netflix after overseeing their adult animation. And it's like he was fired. He just quit. He was like, okay, I'm going to go do something else. And Maybe he's a rat leaving the ship. Um, I don't know. Just because Netflix is not going to survive forever. I don't know. Maybe they'll get pushed up by Disney. Any well, maybe not HBO anymore. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he was there, like to bring in BoJack Horseman and uh, Big Mouth and that stuff. Hmm? He was there long enough ago to do BoJack. Anyway, uh, John Cena has set a record for the most wishes granted through the Make Make a Wish Foundation with six hundred and fifty wishes granted. <laughs> He's just an outstanding human being. Let's the, be honest. The more I learn about John Cena, the more happy I am with John Cena. So I saw. Uh, a snippet of The Undertaker talking about him. I don't care if you don't watch wrestling, you know who The Undertaker you is. Do. You do. You do. Was, he was sitting in an ice bath talking to Kevin Hart, mm. telling a story of how the last time the two of them fought was at a WrestleMania, and it was a squash match. It was basically a joke match. Cena was talking trash. He came out. Undertaker beat him in like a, like a minute and a half. But the story was, Taker's there saying that his family was in the front row, and his daughter is a huge John Cena fan. Okay. So after the match, Taker crushes Cena. Cena basically is just laying on his black, flat in his back in the ring. Taker looks over to his family to see his daughter giving him a thumbs down. <laughs> they get backstage and he's like, "What?" And she's like, "Well, I'm, I'm happy you won, but you really beat up John." <laughs> and she knows it was all a work, obviously, but it's just it was hilarious that. So Taker went and got Cena and said, "Did you talk to my daughter?" And Cena's like, "It's a show. It's fine. You know, we're all performing." And, and she just wanted to talk to John Cena. So, <laughs> In Overwatch news, content creators were given access to play Overwatch 2 Akiriko the last few weeks. And today we saw some actual gameplay with the new hero. There was a ton of Overwatch content today. It was really cool. Uh, her ultimate mm-hmm. seems to effectively double the amount of slashes that Genji gets with his Dragon Blade when he ults. So instead of going slash... Slash, it's slash, 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 slash. Like, it it looks ridiculous. Uh, that combo, I think, is going to be huge. Zenyatta just firing orbs. In the middle of a Kiriko ult. It looks crazy. I didn't really appreciate what Kiriko's ult was when it was kind of announced and detailed. Now, looking at fights that involve the thing, it's almost like a grab. Or um, it's like bigger than, a, than an Orisa's bongo, where like you lay this thing down and your team is probably going to win the fight. Like, just everyone go nuts shooting, and they do, and the other team just gets blown away. Uh, New Overwatch 2 players will need to unlock the content of the first game over the course of about 100 matches. Oh, start playing Jesus. <laughs> As in, most heroes are unavailable to you when you start playing the game. So what you're saying is, if I wanted to download Overwatch 2 and be bad with Soldier... Well, you, you already have Overwatch 1 digitally, don't you? I do so on you, PS. I had it on PS4, so I suppose that license comes across. Yeah. But if I wanted to put it on my Xbox, no, I could probably link you'd that account. You'd yeah. Have to, yeah. Well, you could. Yeah, you but, could link the account. Yeah. But that's not the worst Overwatch Two news. Uh, okay. What was the other one that? Um, Overwatch Two is first requiring of all, a phone number. That's a good thing. I don't mind that at all. What? So they can text you or buy stuff? No. No. Oh, so they can like make sure you're a real person. Yeah, I'm fucking thrilled about this because. Every fucking game for the last three years has involved someone on my team who's level five or two people on the enemy team who are level 15 and just have a miraculous understanding of all game mechanics and happen to shoot you in the head every time you peek around a corner. I'm fucking sick of Smurfs. I hate them. They are a plague on mankind. 
and this will require them to go to like one of those free internet companies that gives you a little temporary uh, uh, cell phone phones. number. Yeah. yeah. So like, and the other go ahead. Really ambitious people will overcome it just as they always would, but I'm really hoping that this will stem the tide because it's been a constant tide of Smurfs for two years. And then go ahead. The other one is that it is going to be recording and saving all chat. All voice will be saved. Now, because that way, if somebody reports somebody, it will get, you know, pulled down. But it looks like gone it, it through a text to speech thing. But it'll be looked at by an AI, apparently. Yes. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be pulled down, looked at, text to speech, and then they will look at that text and see what's happening with it. Um, no, no, I don't think a, I don't think a real person will ever look at that text. I think it'll be Probably too much not. of it. I think no, I think no. an AI will look at it, and say, "Oh, yes, yeah. there is the f word in there," or something like that. Now, my concern, I, I guess, I'm not concerned about this because I'm in a group with my brother, and that's it. Now, we probably do swear at each other, um, and I hope. But that, no one's going to report you. Yeah, not on general. I would imagine. I just, yeah. So I don't think this so, could harm me. I think this will help uh, fight toxicity. I hope. So I think. I think it was last week or two weeks ago you were talking about when you actually got a chance to play Overwatch 2 yeah. and you, th- you said that it felt it may not be very welcoming to new players. Yeah. So, now you need a phone number which is an inconvenience and you have to play 100 hours to unlock all the characters. Yeah, but most Overwatch... If you are new to Overwatch 2. Yeah, but Overwatch... Over, people who are literally new to Overwatch... Um, probably do need that time, and you know you need fifty no. matches to start playing comp. I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. And finally, like I am worried about a lot about the battle pass. They actually showed some of the battle pass store, some of these streamers today, and some of it is fucking monstrous. Like here's a battle pack for Junker Queen, where you get what is the equivalent of like um, uh, just like a recolor skin. Like a recolor of her base skin, basically. Okay. And an emote and something else. And for that, they're charging you this many Overwatch coins, which is the equivalent of $20. No. Yes. Like, that That's part gross. scares the fuck out of me. That's gross. So I need to understand how much I make by playing. Uh, I need to understand what's going to happen with my current Overwatch fun bucks and whether or not that'll give me any credit here. Um, well, I guarantee you they're going to wipe that. Why? No, 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 it'll it'll transfer over, but maybe those coins will only be able to purchase Overwatch one stuff. Like we don't know how the legacy um, coins that, will work, but they there will the legacy coins will carry over. You can't gloss over that hundred matches to unlock all the characters thing. No, that's how, no, that's like watch, fresh that's new player. Watch me because I'm about to. First of all, hundred no, matches. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. If I am new, if I've never played Overwatch before, mm-hmm. I'm like ah, Overwatch two is free to play. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play that. What, I've got three characters to choose from? I don't this know is that bullshit, it's, I'm done. We don't know that it's three. Um, first it, of all, any, any less than 10 or 20, you're going to see a new player who doesn't know Overwatch 2 is going to see all this locked content. Maybe go, you're going to come in and you'll have the launch heroes from the original game. We don't know what that is No, yet. that's who's locked off. The launch heroes are all locked off? And yes, the only ones, all the old characters are the, locked off. And the only ones you can play are like Orisa and Anna? Is that what you're how many, how many new? How many characters are in Overwatch right now? Like 36. Okay. So why are you going to give a new player less content? For the same reason that I returned to Darkest Dungeon 2 this week. You've given me a progress bar to unlock. You've given me shit to work towards. I fucking so I've got love that. that. The gamer and I've got in a me battle fucking pass? loves that. You, we are old. David, we are old. Mm-hmm. 
the we are. Was that sunny? Some teenager's gonna walk up and gonna look at this and go, "I don't want to deal with those." Wait, wait, can I buy the characters? Yes. No. Yes. Maybe. Yes. They said it's, yes, but it's probably gonna be like twenty bucks or some shit. It's it's evil and it's bad. Mm-hmm. I hundred percent agree with most of that. What I want to know is how is it going to affect the the population of the game? If that'll be a positive or negative. If it's a negative, then it will impact my experience of the game negatively. If more people are playing the game because it's now free to play, that will impact my experience of the game positively. Um, that is. Does it have crossplay? I. Oh yes, like Xbox can play with uh, PlayStation and Switch. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I meant. And yeah, Switch not, right now. not PC. Yeah, um, yeah. Console can play with PC, but once a console player joins a PC player's lobby, they can only be matched with other PC players. Oof. Um, I just I don't. It's not. It's not welcoming. I agree. I worry about it. I'm definitely worried about it. And you understand how much affection I have for Overwatch. And but how you... much it bothers me that I may be watching my friend this my friend this game die. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's going to die. I just don't think it's going to expand in any way. I mean, the player base we'll has been contracting. Right? Yeah, but it wasn't. It was never free to play. I know, but being free to play, there's a difference between being free to play and retaining players. I know, but you know, Genshin Impact. <laughs> Like, who knows? Who knows? Maybe this will reinvigorate the game. Maybe a bunch of stupid whales will come in, and it'll all work out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for it, because I've seen Kiriko being played, and I want to I wanna play as Kiriko. Okay, I she can teleport, man. I, I think people who are actually good at the game, like you are, will have no problems with any of this. I think you'll all have fun, because you'll all be able to play with each other just like you were before. We'll see. I think people who are bad at video games, who are interested and curious about seeing this... Well, I hope they come in and check it out so I can quickly. beat the shit out of them, because I've been missing that. I've been playing against too many Smurfs. <laughs> Moving on from Overwatch news. <clears throat> Ubisoft Skull and Bones has been delayed a fifth time, Woo! and is now coming out March 9th, 2023. Uh, reports from a source who was in on the recent gameplay test said the gameplay was more refined than previous tests, but overall player progression still seems shallow. And that's necessary. Mm. Yeah. Like all Who's here surprised by this? Not Nobody. I mean, no, no. Ubisoft seeing not missing the forest through the trees for twenty years. <laughs> Google Stadia is shutting down after about three years and will be gone on January eighteenth. Hundreds of gamers just learned what the Google Music Store taught me, except the Google mu- music store didn't refund my purchases. Yeah, that is actually kind yeah. of neat. Yeah, they're giving all the money back. Yeah, is... Even for hardware. They're refunding hardware for Stadia. That's amazing. Which goes to show you how little it's sold. I guess. But they can afford to just give all this money back. Man, they spent so much on advertising. Remember that? I know. I know. Primetime. Yep. Big stars. Anyway. Uh, the PlayStation Stars loyalty program launched in Japan today and is already controversial. Gamers who manage to spend more money on PlayStation games and get promoted to higher tiers of the Stars program, quote, when contacting PlayStation customer support, you will be given priority in the chat order. <laughs> so money bags will be able to wow. talk to customer support faster than a kid who can't afford to. Wow. That's awful. PlayStation, you keep on doing this. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, PlayStation's Sackboy, A Big Adventure, is coming to PC on October 27th, answering PC players nearly decades worth of requests to port Bloodborne. 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 Which you can. Answer, which you, you can um, emulate on the Steam Deck. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, it's a it's a PC. You can have, have that sixty it? FPS uh, mod. Have you done it? It's gonna take some doing. Mm. Yeah. See, that's why I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't have the energy for that shit. Uh, Marvel's Miles Morales is also coming to PC this year. Nice. Um, Duke Nukem Forever went 5,156 days from its announcement in 1997 to its release in 2011. It was terrible. Ubisoft's Beyond Good and Evil 2 was first revealed on May 28, 2008. It has been 5,237 days. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> to be fair, though, I didn't buy it the second time. But the second time it was announced? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys keep on saying it's not going to happen, and I'm like, but it could. No. <laughs> it could. Oh, now, no, it's no. About a, now it's about a cockney chimpanzee with no uncomfortable racial overtones at all. Yeah, I totally believe this is coming <laughs> out. Totally believe this is coming out. Uh, CD Projekt has announced that Cyberpunk 2077 has now sold over 20 million copies. That's a good up from game. its 18 million lifetime sales in April. So, but only 2 million moved on uh, result of... Uh, Still, though, I would love more Cyberpunk, please. Next year. Yep. Yeah, well, maybe this will drive kind of enough people to having the game on the mind that when the, um, when the DLC comes out, enough people will buy it to require a second DLC. That was the original plan, right? It was two? Yeah, it was two. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, October's PlayStation Plus monthly games are Hot Wheels Unleashed, Injustice 2... Mm. And super hot. Mm. Super hot's worth playing if you haven't. It's not a bad game. Yeah, but Injustice Two is like seven years old. It is, and yeah. And hot, <clears throat> hot Wheels Unleashed is you know a fucking Hot Wheels game. Come on, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, in a joint effort between Electronic Arts and Koi Tecmo, Wild Hearts wants to be Monster Hunter with Western quality graphics. There's a trailer out this week. It's coming February seventeenth. Will it still have that same incredibly heavy weapon movement as Monster Hunter? Because that's why I don't play Monster Hunter. It didn't look like it. It looked it looked hmm. uh, like it looked like you're constantly snappier. Yeah. It looked a little snappier, and there was a big emphasis shown on a bunch of players building stuff on the battlefield. And when I say building stuff, I don't oh. mean like Fortnite. I mean like you throw out this thing that builds itself immediately into a catapult that you then leap on, and it catapults you towards the monster, and you jump on its hmm. back, or it like fires a ballista into the monster or it does all or it turns into a bomb and blows up and hurts the monster so it looks like just a deployable that you throw out that turns into a thing okay um it, it did look good and it was cool to see a game of that kind of the the scope of that uh, that action but done by a western studio like cripes if they just given it to playstation it could look even better <laughs> uh, we already covered that. A 17-year-old in the UK has been arrested over the recent Rockstar Games hack and Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks. Apparently he was the ringleader of the group. That didn't take too long. No, it really didn't. It probably has uh, Apparently yeah. the FBI got involved and it was like him. <laughs> He's got a bright future in counter-espionage. Perhaps. Perhaps. <clears throat> Depends how the extradition rights work. Oh, yeah, what was that? Uh, Snowden got uh, citizenship in Russia. Yeah, just in oh, time yeah. for subscript for uh, conscription. Exactly. Appar- I, apparently, I just... more young men have fled Russia than were conscripted. Mm-hmm. There's videos floating around on Reddit of people breaking their own legs to avoid that, and they're they're not. Most people are not supplied their own boots. So that's there's neat. also a video of, of a of a of a Ukrainian. Uh, soldier 
and somebody asks, what do you think about this? And uh, he says, well, I'm sad because they are literally cannon fodder. Yeah. We will kill them. I, don't, I feel sorry for everybody involved. Well, they, yeah, and yeah, and, the, and they're being sent with literally no training. Yeah. Oh, no, um, no, they get a week and a half. And No, some of them aren't. The like, are, it was like, really? Was, I saw a thing about a, about a, um, uh, a tank unit that was told that they were being sent without any training whatsoever. Ah, go, uh, go die in this it? box. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then off they go. Um, but the Ukrainians are also pretty good about accepting surrenders. I saw that. And, yes. And if you want to surrender and then not go back to Russia, we're good with it. Um, so if, if I was a young man who wanted to not break my own leg, I would, to- I would accept the subs- conscription notice Walk right up to the first uh, Ukrainian I saw and said, "Oh, Captain, my Captain, direct me, please." Throw yeah, throw your terrible weapon on the ground. Yeah. Raise your hands and say, "Please, please." There's nothing you could do to be worse than what I've already been through. <laughs> I was raised in Putin's Russia. I know no good thing except the forgiveness you show me now. There's also the crazy stuff happening in Iran with uh, oh, women yeah. protesting. Oh yeah. Nasty rumor that uh, the Chinese president was under house arrest. What? Yeah, have you not heard of this one? No. It was like mil- like they grounded 60% arrest? of all all flights in China. There was military mobilization around Beijing. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit, what? They, yeah, what? Google Z house arrest. When did this happen? Uh, last week. Okay, my neighbor is telling me that Uzbekistan and um, Azerbaijan uh, are these two countries that are kind of uh, between Russia and China. And because Russia's entire military is engaged with Ukraine, um, one of those two countries has decided that now no one's looking. We're going to take over the other country. And they have slaughtered thousands of people. Oh, boy. And no one's paying any attention to it because of what's going on in Ukraine. Hmm. Yeah, everything's terrible. Mm-hmm. Except video games. I do training. like my little video game deck. There's a new video of the Dead Space remake. I haven't watched it yet, but it's supposed to be pretty good. I haven't seen that, but I watched the trailer that came out today for Callisto Protocol. It, it looks good again. <laughs> the, sto- the story trailer looked better? Yeah, okay. the trailer looked good. All right, all right. Well, we'll we're back I, on the positive side for that I one. I haven't seen this Dead Space footage. What is oh, this? Oh, it's looking space? good. Yeah, the new Dead Space, the Dead space remake mm-hmm. footage. Mm-hmm. Ten hours ago, new Dead Space gameplay leak. New gameplay demo, 18 minutes from... Okay, filters... This week, at least that's not till not till next year. There's time. Yeah, none of this looks official. Uh oh, Scorn. The release date got pushed up to that's, the fourteenth. Scorn's the one that looks like that uh, weird Geiger-esque yeah. horror body horror thing. Yeah, it's about it's been pushed up to the fourteenth of October, which is hey, it's it's, it's, just it's spooky time. It's October, Man, so there we go. Overwatch Two is in like four days. Um, what the hell was that? Uh, Yeezy sneaker. Yes. Okay. Overwatch Two isn't now. Is this the official release or is it like open beta? Scores. Yeah, you would. No, Overwatch Two. Oh no! This is the release. Then why am I not seeing anything about this that's positive anywhere? It's like I, it's like there's no ads anywhere. Uh, there are definitely ads that are targeting me. Um. Overwatch content creators have been returning. Okay. Like content creators, like streamers who haven't played Overwatch in years are playing it again. 
The, um, other, the algorithm knows I talk shit about it, so I guess that's why it's not bothering to show it to me, which I suppose makes sense. I'm my own echo chamber. Could be, but yeah, I'm definitely getting ads for it. I will. When date does it come out? The 4th? Um, yes, I think so. All right, well, that's my wife's birthday. So on the 5th, so, I will I will download it. Okay. okay. And I will see what it looks like. Uh, but if I can't play Soldier or Bastion, mm. fuck it. Uh, well, if you're... Okay, if you're downloading it... I'll on, do it on my PS5. Okay, I'll do it on my PS5. If you're downloading it on PlayStation, you should have everything. Although you might want to uh, download Overwatch 1 right now, just to be sure, and then link your account. Oh, shit. Yeah, I probably should do that. Yeah, you gotta link your Battle.net account, and then you gotta give it a phone number, or else you can't play Overwatch 2. God. Battle.net account. Oh, God. That'll go through a whole reset process. Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been used that for forever. I was amazed my brother had actually had actually done it. He's usually terrible for stuff like that. But if my brother can do it, so can you. Hmm. It's more about just remembering to do it. <laughs> huh. All right. Overwatch 2 in four days. Four days. By this time next week, I will have played Overwatch 2. Hopefully full of noobs for you to kill. I'm crossing my fingers here. <laughs> Those guys are easy to shoot. We don't know how to move very well. If you want to see me move and go to uh, Onzenyata, even. Uh, last night, my brother was just fucking amazed. Uh, and I put up a clip of it. There's this, we're attacking on Eichenwald, and I'm playing Zenyatta, and he's playing Soldier. And every time the enemy Genji has his Dragon Blade, I have my Transcendence. So, he pulls out his sword, he yells something in Japanese, he leaps towards one of my allies, and I'm standing there healing my ally for 300 health per second with my ultimate. For the entire duration of the Genji's ultimate. So every time he tries, I just stuff him. So if you go to uh, my YouTube channel right now. Clocked? It's called Clocked. Yeah, and I'm watching it. what the clock refers to is the Reinhardt after the Genji. The Genji comes in and ults, and I just ult and then save my brother from it. He's the soldier. And then I can hear the Reinhardt coming up behind me. And I just kind of, as soon as my ult ends, I just kind of slip backwards behind the Reinhardt. The Reinhardt shatters my entire team. My brother goes, there's a Reinhardt behind you. And I'm like, I know, he's discorded, he's dead. So that guy coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful play. And he was like, I can't, I can't believe you weren't, I can't believe you weren't shattered. I, I just, I just don't know how you got behind him for the shatter. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll clip it and show you. And that's the clip. He slid to the side. Just yeah. Like, Whoop. Just snaked around him. And it was a good shatter. <laughs> it was a really good shatter too. But I killed him before he could get anything done with it. It's good. It was a good play. <laughs> all right. That's about all I got. Yep. Need to go back to warming your lap with that fine new I piece of really hardware. do. <laughs> I need to get so sexy about it. No, I didn't mean to, but it wasn't you. It was it was this horny old man. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Just, he said it was a little warm. That's all. Oh, I get what you're saying. Wink. There's there is something undeniably nice about new hardware. Yeah, there is. You take it out of the box. You look at even the switch. When I opened the switch the first time, I'm like, damn, it's nice. You know what nice I don't experience hardware. anymore? The new game smell. I never crack open a game and smell that anymore because it's all digital. I haven't bought. Yeah, the last physical game I bought was God of War, and I'll probably never buy a physical game again. The last physical game Kill. I got was Miles Morales and uh, Demon Souls remake. Mm. The last ones. The Steam Deck fan smells a lot like new car. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be intentional. It most certainly is. 
and it's very nice. Hmm. Although I do spend all day handling old games, so well, that's a different smell entirely. Yeah, there's a there's a tactile pleasure in that all its own. There is that that click that a PS2 game makes going into the case. Just oh, oh yeah. You just can't help it. You lust demon. Uh, you make everything so hot. Then there's that the weight when you pick up a case and you can feel you know by the weight of it that it's complete. That the instruction manuals in there too, just by weight. You're like, oh, this is nice. Stop it, sir. These are clean pants. <sighs> no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, in that case, Alex, thank you for being My here. My pleasure. Jans, thank you for talking. That's what I do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Bye-bye.